I don't like stories to end. I miss the characters too much. I didn't want to finish To Kill a Mockingbird because I miss Jem and Scout, Atticus Fitch and Boo. My husband and I recently watched Game of Thrones and we loved it. I was sad to see it end. I miss Tyrion and Arya, not Cersei, and especially Jon Snow. So when Pastor Eric called me on the phone to tell me he was leaving, the conversation went something like this. Um, Molly? Yes. Sorry to call on your vacation. In my head, I'm thinking, yikes. Ellen got this incredible job, an unbelievable offer. It's her dream job. She's going to be the manager of public relations for the Williams, the Colonial Williamsburg Foundation. And after a pause, I think, I hope, the first thing I said was congratulations. That's really exciting. Uh, in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's odd that Ellen is moving to Colonial Williamsburg. Um, hmm, hmm, oh, Pastor Eric is leaving Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church. I had a moment of panic and sadness and said again, congratulations, that's so wonderful. But a part of our story is coming to an end. Eric has given us so much. We know that faith is more caught than taught. He's called us to pay attention to racial injustices and fair housing and the lack of affordable housing. Our kids have grown up with him and his kids have grown up with us. It's hard when a pastor leaves a church and I can tell you that as a pastor, leaving a church is one of the most difficult things that a pastor does. God calls us to love people and to share Christ's love. And get, we get to walk with you through births and deaths and baptisms and weddings and funerals. And we have the profound privilege of being with you in some of the most intimate moments of your life. We get to cry with you and laugh with you. And then God calls us to leave and go someplace else to love other people. And it hurts. Yet from the very beginning of the church, God has always called pastors to move from church to church. God moves pastors from place to place because every pastor has gifts, different gifts, to give to churches and every church has different needs. And so God calls pastors to places where their gifts are particularly needed and the churches particularly need them. No one knew this better than the apostle Paul. And we know Paul started out hating Christians and then he had the 
road to Damascus, revelation and conversion. And then he decided that he would spend his life and make it his life's mission to tell people about the love of Jesus and how the love of Jesus could transform society and people's lives. That Jesus was all about helping the poor and the hungry, the sad and the lonely. And this was so meaningful to the Apostle Paul that that's what he wanted everyone on the face of the earth to know. He didn't want anybody, anybody to be left out. And so he traveled. He traveled a lot. Jerusalem, Athens, Rome, all around the Mediterranean, founding churches. He was so committed that he had three shipwrecks and was imprisoned. He faced hunger and hardship, beatings, most of us don't have to do that to move to other churches. And he wasn't able to stay with the churches very long, maybe three or four years, and then he's off to preach hope and peace and justice and love to another church and more people. And Paul missed the churches that he left. And so he wrote letters to encourage them. And in those letters, he wrote prayers. Our scripture today is a prayer not even written by Paul. Paul died and his life ended, but his story did not. So some of his students wrote letters in his name and that student wrote this prayer that we have today that asks that God will fill us with the power to do God's work. This writer says that we are rooted and grounded in Jesus' love. And he prays that we will somehow get a sense of the greatness and the grandness of God's love, the width and the length and the height and the depth of Jesus' love holding us, walking with us, teaching us, encouraging us, loving us. And he prays that we trust that we are part of this amazing power that flows from God so that we are swept up in a holy creative energy that makes possible for us to do more than we can imagine. Now, this prayer is intoxicating and exhilarating. It's so much to take in. The, the image that I grab onto today is that image of being rooted and grounded in God's love. When everything around us is moving and changing, when we don't know where to, whether to wear a mask or not wear a mask or what's coming, we are rooted and grounded in God's love. And so I, I went online and I imagined a tall tree and what I found were the giant sequoias. And in fact, I stumbled upon a photograph of the tallest tree. Now, if you downloaded the bulletin cover, it's on the bulletin cover and the name of the tree is Hyperion. It's 400 feet tall. It was only discovered in 2006. And just imagine standing on the ground, looking up at this incredible tree 
400 feet high and knowing that we are rooted and grounded in God's love, which is infinitely taller than that tree. And there's, it's actually not the largest tree. The largest tree in the world by volume is the General Sherman tree. It is more than 2000 years old. That tree was here on earth before Jesus walked the face of the earth. How amazing is that? I thought when I, when I saw these trees that these trees rooted and grounded in God's love, they must have roots that go down into the earth's bedrock and grab on to the very center of the earth to stand that tall. I was shocked and amazed to find out that the roots of those great sequoias only go down about six or 12 feet, six or 12 feet to hold up 400 feet, the trunk and branches and leaves. It seems impossible, but they don't fall over. A giant sequoia rarely falls over. They survive lightning and fire and wind. Now, at Coffee with Molly, I learned from Chris White that these trees have this root system, this very shallow root system that is intertwined and interwoven. The whole grove of trees is all connected they literally hold each other up. They grow close to each other, supporting each other, keeping each other from falling down through earthquakes and forest fires and the strongest winds. And they communicate with each other, making sure that every tree in the grove gets the nutrients that it needs. They literally feed each other. Isn't that the church? Isn't that the church locally and universally that we are rooted and grounded in God's love? And in God's love, we are a part of a network, a web of eternal life, that we hold each other up in God's love. And we help each other withstand earthquakes and winds and fires and storms like the whirlwind that happens when a pastor leaves or any time we have someone we love who we have to leave or who leaves us. God calls us to new places to take a new job. God calls us and our, our children to go off to college. God calls us to be near grandchildren Sometimes people have to move because they don't out of home. Sometimes people die. People leave us, people move. As we face these challenges, God's network of love holds us and surround us. We do that for each other. 
God loves us in this intertwining network of our friends and fellow people on this earth. God holds us in a love that has no end. And this is for the whole created order, not just people in the church, the whole human family. We are held in God's love. The prayer that is given to us in the letter to Ephesians is that we in the church will especially know God's love and trust God's love and have the courage to be swept up in a holy creative energy that makes it possible for us to do more than we can imagine. I'm excited for Pastor Eric and for Ellen and this great new opportunity that she has to use her gifts and flourish in such an amazing way. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And I'm excited for Theo and Henry, Eliza and Waverly. They get to wear three cornered hats. I'm excited that God is writing a new story for their lives, a new chapter. And God is writing a new chapter in the life of Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church, a new part of our story. God knows our needs. God is giving us strength. We are rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. And we will hold each other up just as the whole church all over the world holds each other up. We are a part of this amazing power that flows from God, and we are swept up in a holy creative energy that makes possible more than we can imagine, more than we yet know. My friends, I love the beginning of a new story. Thanks be to God, and amen. <laughs>